Hey, this is the Body Bishops. All right, Matt. Hey, can I uh, share with you something before we start today? Yeah, man. Love you too. So this is from the book I'm reading. Listen to this. Not a single grain of sand or one blade of grass in all the world and no hair on your head will escape the tide of renewing blessing that will sweep over the earth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the God. I love the promises of God. Man, renewed blessing on this hair. <laughs> uh, well, today we're continuing the series of bearing fruit. We're coming to the end. This is the second from last one. Uh, next time we're going to be doing suffering, but today we're going to be looking at how to root. So we've been looking at how the, the Christian responsibility actually is to root ourselves to Christ, mm. um, not to not to produce fruit, but to root ourselves to Jesus, and He then uh, produces fruit in us. But we kind of wanted to get, get a bit practical today and look at um, just some of the practicalities of but how do we go about this idea of growing in our faith and in our hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yeah, mate. Can't wait. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. So just to start, I want to share a little bit from the Pilgrim's Progress, chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Christian is at the palace called Beautiful. He he meets someone called Prudence who asks this, he asks the question, she asks the question, if Christian still faces temptation to think and do the things that are part of his old nature, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, Christian says that he does, you know, uh, yeah. And Prudence asks if there's time that he's able to overcome these temptations. So when you're tempted to do these things that are part of your old nature, are you able to overcome? And he mm-hmm. says that he is he is able to experience such golden hours, he calls them, right? Mm-hmm. And then he explains how, and, and check this out. He says, when I think about what I saw at the cross, that will do it. When I look upon my embroidered coat, that will do it. Mm-hmm. When I look into the scroll that I carry in my bosom, that will do it. Mm-hmm. And when my thoughts wax warm about where I'm going, that will do it. Wow. That's good stuff. That's no, beautiful, yeah. Um, so he's thinking about the cross. He's thinking about what Christ has done for him, the, the suffering of Christ, <coughs> the heavy burden of guilt and shame that Christ bore for him. He thinks about his embroidered coat, which is the, the glorious robe of righteousness that replaced his old sinful rags that now represents that he's a child uh, of, the, of God and a citizen of the celestial city. He looks at the scroll, which is essentially his assurance of salvation, his past into the city. And he, he knows he's, I have this, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going to get in, um, which, which gives him comfort. And then he thinks about the actual city uh, when I, when my thoughts wax warm about where I'm going. Mm. So yeah, he thinks about the cross. He thinks about his righteousness in Christ. He thinks about his assurance and he thinks about the place he's going to go. Uh, and when he said, he says, when I think about those things, I'm able to overcome by the grace of God. Mm. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. No, that's beautiful. And this is, that, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on record as saying that um, the Body Bishops podcast is the best Pilgrim's Progress expositors uh, ever. <laughs> Have we done that before? Or is it the first? <laughs> no, it's the first. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, there's beautiful parallels to scripture. Yeah, yeah man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so practical suggestions for us, for us, us rooting. And here's, just want to say this to begin with. We have a daily battle against sin, Man, it is, a daily it? battle with our suffering, but our first fight before we fight sin and our first fight before we endure suffering is to fight to believe the gospel. Mm. That's the first fight of the day. Yeah. Um, to, to, to engage this daily battle of believing the gospel in our hearts. Not, mm. not just like, oh yeah, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again, but believing that it means something to me today, mm. um, that I'm righteous, that my identity settled in Christ. So it's, it's this fight to believe the gospel is our daily fight before we do anything else. Yeah, and, and the good news is is that God wants us to 
And mm. so he's giving us all the tools and ability to do it. To, to win this. He's, he's working yeah. that in us, and which, which ties into this, but yeah. he wants us to. Brilliant. He's fighting for that. Yeah. So it's really, we're going to be looking at really what we choose to fill our mind with, um, mm. what we choose to meditate upon. And meditation in the biblical sense is what you just choose to chew over, over and over and over and over throughout the whole day. You're always talking to yourself. Um, maybe not audibly because people come and get you if you do that. Yeah, for real. But you're always talking to yourself in your head. You're not always telling yourself the truth or a better way. Maybe you're always listening to yourself. You're not always talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always listening to the lies. Um, so I can fill my mind with all my failures, all my reasons for guilt and shame, all my doubts and weaknesses and struggles. And of course that's going to wreck me. Yeah. I can fill my mind with all that's wrong in the world, all that's wrong in my family, all that's wrong in the church. And that's going to wreck me. Mm. Or I can fill my mind with the beautiful truths of the gospel, right? Yeah. You were you were looking at Philippians uh, with Jacob recently, weren't you? Philippians four verse Philippians eight. Four, yeah. Um, mm. And I think you were saying some stuff on that. So yeah, I, th- I think um, it's 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 the idea of where it lists uh, whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, lovely. Um, what, what all is yeah, it there? Noble, noble, just, yeah. reputable, all that Good type report, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, think on these things. And, and the idea is if if you try to write the uh, the the antonyms to all of those words mm. and you really concentrate on that. So it's like faith is unbelief. Yeah. Uh, you know, true uh, true is false. Mm. Uh, pure is is like defiled or filthy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on and on we go. So it's like mm. if we're dwelling upon those things, yeah. um, the, the previous things, yeah. if we're dwelling on what's true and pure and all of that. Then the other things aren't going to come in our mind. That's good, yeah. But yeah. but if we're filling our minds with the opposite, yeah, then we're going to have a really difficult time focusing on those things and thus believing right. God. Yeah. So meditate on those things rather than. So you got to actively talk to yourself about these things mm-hmm. rather than listening to yourself naturally talking about the other things which aren't these good things. Right. And ultimately, what are these things? Oh, it's Jesus, right? Jesus is yeah. the definition of noble, just. Uh, virtuous, good, lovely, praiseworthy, and Christ in the gospel and, mm. and what he's done for us, is doing for us, will do for us. C- could I give a quote um, on what you said a minute ago? Um, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, um, he, he said this, I suggest that the main trouble in this whole matter of spiritual depression, in a sense, is this, that we allow ourselves to talk to us instead of talking to ourselves. Yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. So, so today we're going to be looking at four ways that you can talk to yourself and tell yourself the truth or at least hear the truth. And this, this is going to help us then to root our faith and our hope in Christ more, which leads mm. to us being fruitful Christians because he's, we're close to him and that's how we produce fruit or mm. bear fruit. He produces yeah. it in us. So the first one is our reading, reading mm. of God's word. Um, now, Reading scripture can easily become a box ticking habit, mm-hmm. going through the motions. I've been there personally. Um, I have to take off the box today on new version, or I have to share my devotion today, so I have to read it to do that, rather than it being a hungry person feasting on the word of God. Yeah. You've been there? Mate, I've, I've been there recently. <laughs> we're, we're doing this intermittent fasting kind of thing, so long stretches of no food, mm. and then and when it comes time to the four-hour window that we have at the moment of eating, I'm just like I'm a, a beast, <laughs> just yeah. devouring anything in front of me. And man, what if what if we treated God's word that way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not 
turn to the Bible out of guilt um, if we don't do it, shame if we don't do it, or a sense of duty, um, or we're, we're not doing it to try and please God. Like we don't actually win favor with God by reading the Bible, yeah. and we're not doing it to compare ourselves with others. I don't read the Bible to be loved by God. Mm. I read the Bible to see how I'm loved by God. Oh man, it's beautiful. Such a difference, yeah. right? I, I'm I'm already favored and loved by God. Yeah, as much as I could possibly be. Right. So I read the scriptures to feast on those gospel oh, realities. Praise God, man. I don't I don't read it so you'll love me or earn favor. I read it because I'm favored. Mm. Um. So the more I allow scripture to point me to the rich character of God. Uh, his awe-inspiring attributes, when I read about what he's done for me, what, what he's given me, what he's made me through his son, then the more I can respond to all of this by joyfully asking how I should respond to these truths mm-hmm. as glad, worshipful obedience to him. Mm-hmm. So I, I can read the Bible and be like, okay, here's a bunch of systematic theology, or here's a bunch of facts, or here's a bunch of historic things, or yes, I've ticked off the box of reading it today, and none of those things are helpful. Mm-hmm. Or I read, the, I go to the scriptures hungry to hear the gospel news Mm. um Mm. so scripture is one of the beautiful ways we gaze on jesus it's one of the ways that christ has given us so that we can gaze upon his loveliness yeah and and it comprehensively aids us in doing that doesn't it yeah constantly pointing this to him so it's one of the ways we hear him speaking to us he works in us as we pour over his word um and i and i heartily recommend the four questions (laughs) um well maybe we'll do a podcast on that down the line but um, who is God according to this passage? What's he doing according to this passage? Who am I according to this passage? And how should I respond? But we'll do mm-hmm. more on that down the line. But yeah. asking those questions, it makes it God-centered and gospel-centered. Mm-hmm. And then my response is to yeah. praise him, to thank him, and then mm-hmm. pray to him, claim the promises, and then live out a life of obedience. Yeah, um, certainly. Now, what do we do when the Bible reading becomes dry? What should we, what should we do? Like, <laughs> I feel like... God already knows that it's dry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't need to hide it from Him. Mm. When it's dry for me, I just, I just tell Him. Like, I'm yeah, just, yeah. God, this, Pour out your heart to Him. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the Bible's not the problem here, Lord, because I know it's sweet as honey. Mm. I know it's life. I know it's oxygenating me. Mm. As Dean Norton says, but I am struggling because I find it dry right now. Yeah. Not that it's dry, but please yeah. help me to see it as what it is, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. I've, I've I found in times when I'm, when I'm struggling, of, of course, and, and I think it's good to, to switch up your, your method every now and then just mm. to keep it fresh. But when I'm struggling, I've, I've, I've honestly found that going to God in a time of heartfelt prayer mm. and just like devoting, just, just saying right for the next 15, 20 minutes, I'm just mm. going to pray. Mm. And at the end of that prayer, I actually want to read the Bible. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like again. wetting yeah. your appetite in some ways. That's good, man. So have you got uh, Romans 15, 4? Yeah, I've got if that. You get rather, I just want to see this idea of our hope through Scripture. Mm. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Right, that's Old Testament, right? Mm. What we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, uh, that we, through the patience and the comfort of Scriptures, might have hope. Hope, right? So hope comes through reading the Word of God, it just mm. said there, right? Yeah. So how can I grow in my hope? Mm. By, by reading by reading the scriptures, including the Old Testament, it says. First mm. um, Peter 2, verse 2, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Um, mm. And it's not talking about baby Christians, newborn babes. It's saying, like, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, have the hunger of a newborn baby for its mother's milk. Mm. And it's as we hunger for the word of God, we're going to pour over the word of God. And then mm. it says we're going to grow through that. So it's by hungrily reading the scriptures mm. with God and gospel in view that we grow in our hope and grow in our faith. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, that's number one, our reading. We don't want you to be take it saying like, oh, I have to start reading now out of the sense of guilt and shame. We want you to, we'd just love to know that people are reading the Bible hungrily. So yeah, that's number one, how to read, get into the word of God, find hmm. a reading plan, read it with somebody. Uh, number two is your praying, your, your, your praying life. Hmm. Um, so have you got Philippians 4, 6 to 7? I've got it here, yeah. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Right. So peace is one of the fruit of the spirits, or mm-hmm. fruits of the spirits, are in yeah. Galatians 5. Um, and it's one peace. spirit. One spirit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just one. Fruit of the spirit. <laughs> one of the fruit of the spirit, right? Um, one aspect of the fruit of the spirit, right? Is that, is that better? Um, Either way. <laughs> so this peace comes, and, and one of the ways we receive the fruit is by praying by seeking God with mm-hmm. thankfulness and, yeah. and prayer. And then this peace comes because we're what we're doing when we're praying, what we're doing when we're thanking is we're rooting our faith and our hope to Christ. Mm. That's all we're doing. And then that rooting leads to the fruit of peace. Mm. Um, so that's why prayer is such a huge emphasis in the New Testament. Colossians 4 verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Like mm. Be watchful in mm. your thankfulness. Mm. Um, have you got Romans 12, 12? I can bring that up, yeah. Yeah. And I'll get Hebrews 4, 16 as well. Romans 12, 12. Uh, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. All right. So just continuing steadfastly in prayer. Mm -hmm. Now, again, it's not guilt. It's not, I need to do this out of guilt. I need to do this as a shame. I need to do this so that God will love me. It's, this is how I root myself to Christ by continuing in prayer. And when when I don't continue in prayer, my roots begin to like, disattach myself from him like he doesn't disattach himself from me mm. but i disattach myself from him and so that's why it's this idea of steadfast prayer watchful thanksgiving um and hebrews four sixteen. let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need mm-hmm. but we won't get that if we don't come these yeah. are conditional commands they are, yeah, um, yeah. in our prayer life so our, our prayer life um an incredible way to help us pray uh, can just be to start read. I, what I tend to do is is find a New Testament prayer and pray through that. I don't mm. repeat it, but I pray mm. the the same pattern, the same sort of mm. thing that's being prayed. So um, Ephesians one verse fifteen to twenty three has a beautiful prayer. Mm-hmm. Chapter three has a beautiful prayer. Philippians one, Colossians one, Hebrews thirteen twenty to twenty one. Great prayers, and I pray in light of those things. Mm. I sometimes I take what Jesus taught the the Lord's Prayer, as they call it. Um, and I find myself just praying through those details, yeah. not just repeating it, no, no. but praying through those things yeah. as they come up in my life. I've, I've found that the most rewarding approach to praying, actually. Yeah, yeah working is, through. Yeah, is starting with the hallowed name of Christ, yeah, yeah. of God, and, yeah. and working from there. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so so, so praying is, one, is not a way to earn favor with God. It's a way to rid ourselves to Him. Mm. And the result is, um, one of the results is that we, we are fruitful. Um, and, and, go ahead. you know, I'm just going to say, if, if, if prayer becomes a way of life for us, um, then repentance will become a way of life for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're called to repent and continue repenting. That's what the word repent means. Yeah. Repent and continue. Um, and, man, praying, how, how, I mean, if you're praying heartfelt prayers, how can you pray and not repent? Every time yeah, you pray. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so, yeah, so it actually, it. it actually fosters this, um, this this spirit or lifestyle of repentance yeah. that I find when I'm when I'm praying, um, 
consistently multiple times in a day, like even yeah. I mean, and not like the huge long prayers, yeah. but just as things come up, praying and being in that spirit of repentance toward God, yeah. I find that I'm in a spirit of repentance toward Man. Amanda yeah. and yeah. the boys and people around me as well. Man, see when see when I'm when I'm when I'm like like you're saying here, this repentance lifestyle and just being being like aware of my sin throughout the day and confessing it to God, running to Christ with it. I like it's not that life is easy, but it's like smoother or something. You know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what comes up. You can just like, man, I, I should go repent of that right now. And it's weird because the world's like, oh, if I, you know, don't make people feel guilty, don't make people feel ashamed. Uh, whereas actually the Bible's like, no, do feel the guilt, do feel the shame, mm-hmm. then take it to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. Such a, so freeing, man. Yeah, um, and I see when I've, when I've had a, when I've been in prayer that morning and praying throughout the day and repenting, see, mm. by the end of the day, I'm just like, what a day it's been. Like, what a great yeah. day. It could yeah. be hard. It could have been a hard day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what a day it's been. Because yeah, I've right, just yeah. been, like, fine. Because I've been rooting myself to Christ all yeah. day. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it can help to go through the four questions and then start praying what you've seen there. Mm-hmm. Um, praying through the Psalms is so beautiful, man. Like, yeah. reading the Psalms. Valley of Vision. Oh, man. Have you, have you oh, got Valley of Vision? fantastic. We, yeah. Victoria and I read uh, the Repose chapter yesterday and just prayed through it. Man, we were nearly in tears praying some of that stuff in yeah. that chapter. It, Unbelievable. The first time I read that, it shamed me <laughs> in my lack of respect for the glory of God. You oh, know? man. These guys are praying like these glory, like, Lord, we love you. <laughs> so, so simple prayers. And they're like coming off of the beautiful things. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, Victoria and I, we just read through a prayer. Or, sorry, read, read through a hymn and just pray some of the truths of the hymn mm. back to God again. So find ways to help you pray, but pray and don't just ask. Prayer is not just asking, it's basking um, mm. in God. It's not just shoppingless prayer, not just praying for outside circumstances or other people, but confessing sin and neediness to God, mm. praising God for his character and attributes, thanking God for his goodness and grace towards you. And here's what's beautiful. If you're finding prayer hard, what can we do? We can tell God, God, I'm finding this difficult. Um, oh, that, that's good. And when, when you when you take all of that into consideration, it can sound daunting, like like prayer is a work. Yeah. But at the end of the day, prayer prayer's not work. Mm. Prayer's worship. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, it shouldn't feel like an arduous thing mm-hmm. to us. It should feel mm-hmm. like something that we're doing because we're at home with God. Yeah. Yeah. And and so when we are finding prayer difficult, the problem is us, and that's okay, because we can take that problem to God. God, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm finding it hard to pray. Mm-hmm. I know the problem is me. Help me, help me to pray. <laughs> and yeah. he wants to help us to pray. Yeah, that's beautiful. If I was to say to Victoria, I'm really struggling to find I'm really struggling to enjoy my time with you today. Mm-hmm. I would be, she'd be like yeah. really gutted by that. But if we come to God and say, God, I'm really struggling to find time with you, or to, to like enjoy this with you, he, he doesn't get offended. He actually gives us the strength and desire to do mm-hmm. it. It's so amazing. That's that's the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's number two, prayer. So number one, we read the scriptures. We read ourselves by that. Number two is prayer. Number three is fellowship, the missing ingredient of the 21st century mm-hmm. church. Definitely. The fellowship. Yeah. Um, so Hebrews... Hebrews three thirteen. You yeah, got that? I've got that, mate. Yeah, thirteen. Um, yeah, but exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Right. So, how how often should we be exhorting one another daily, mate? Right. Uh, Hebrews ten twenty four to twenty five. Let us consider one another. Right. This isn't talking to pastors or church leaders. It's talking to brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. Consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. It's not our responsibility as pastors to do this. It's the Christian's responsibility to do it to one another. So it's only my responsibility as much as I'm a brother in Christ. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it's not, I mean, yes, I'm called to do it as a pastor, but as a brother of Christ, I'm called to do it mm. uh, nonetheless. Um, you know, what? I was, I was teaching through Hebrews 10 a few years back. Um, three, four years back, actually, and um, and I was was teaching on a on a Sunday night, and at the time we were still having like a formal Sunday evening service, and there were like uh, eleven or twelve people there, and and nobody was really talking to each other other than just formalities, mm. and I thought, how are we doing this? Mm. And that's when we decided to start the growth groups thing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the growth groups pattern is is prayer when we arrive prayer for one another yeah like someone should be praying for someone across the table that's, right, that's right. the idea that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying that's, <laughs> yeah. that's and that, that's been the idea since yeah, the beginning yeah that was the original no, vision that, yeah. if it were um and you know and and i saw uh, and i'm not gonna gonna give any examples by name but i've seen people praying for each other mm. that um used to have history with one another Wow. That that didn't really get along mm. too well together and things like that. Mm. Uh, I've I've seen people that, that that had no communication with each other whatsoever have have developed friendships and relationships, and so then we, we've we've started the uh, prayer partners thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's just this idea Simple of trying thing. to take all of this and say, right now, do it outside of the walls of this yeah, building, get out of the walls, and meet each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's so important. Let's check out what Paul says in Romans one twelve. Right, he's an apostle, mm-hmm. right. And he says this to the Roman Christians, that I may be encouraged together with you mm. by the mutual faith, both yeah. of you and me. Mm. So an apostle needs the brothers and sisters to encourage him. Mm. That's an apostle. I've seen yeah. the risen Jesus. Yeah. I've got visions of the third heaven. Mm. I've been there. And yet I need uh, I need you guys to encourage me. And, an and that's something that, that our congregation probably doesn't realize as much as they should is that we we need them as much as they need us. Oh, man, yeah. If yeah. not more. Yeah, yeah, I need I need my brothers and sisters. I, I, de- right? I desperately need our congregation. Um, so, so the fellowship, the Christian life is not personal. Sorry, the Christian life is personal, <laughs> but it's never private. It's not it's go. not a private faith. It's a mm. personal faith. Mm. We need to break out of our individualistic Western mindsets and deeply come to understand that Christianity is a community experience. Mm, mm. It wasn't written in the 21st century Britain or the West. It was written in first century East, um, where it was community focused. This this idea of fellowship, it's about being real with others about your needs yeah. and your struggles, actually mm. taking the mask off um, and being real, which was beautiful uh, a few Saturdays ago, having all the men around here, uh, reading the book together side by side, and then hearing men confess struggles and mm. things are suffering with and dealing with and then praying for one another mm. and that's and, you know men don't do that yeah no, you're right yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful to see um mm. but then we're able to ask each other how we're doing encourage each other in the lord um so it's about it's about encouraging someone and then hearing real encouragement from someone mm. it's about praying for someone and being prayed for this is fellowship it's not just sunday and then midweek yeah this is you know, as Hebrew says, daily, a daily mm. practice, which the whole gathering can't gather together every day, but you can, you can no, go yeah. for a walk with somebody. Yeah. I try to go for a walk with at least one person a day um, from the church just to pray and, uh, and uh, talk to them about what's going on and share life, meet for a coffee, 
do a video call, text if you can't do anything else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, confess your sin to them, confess your struggles, come out of the hiding, confess your faults to one another, it says in James. That's very good, yeah. You, you said something when you were teaching this lesson, I, I jotted it down. It's not just Jesus and me, it's Jesus and us. Yeah, it has to become Jesus and us more and more, man. we got to break out of this. Um, so sometimes when I'm overcome by shame or guilt, temptation or suffering or whatever screaming loud into my mind at the moment, and I'm reading the Bible and I'm praying and it's still, I can just hear still all the false things. I actually need a brother or sister in Christ to step in, gently, firmly, lovingly speak truth into me. Um, truth you might already know, but I just need to remind it mm-hmm. off in that moment. And and your brothers and sisters need that as well. And that's what I needed on Tuesday. Um, just feeling wrecked, just feeling emotionally and mentally a bit broken, talking to you about it. And then you, you didn't tell me anything new. You just told me, you just reminded me of what's mm-hmm. true. So I needed another, I, I was reading the Bible, I was praying, mm. but you stepped in as another voice saying, this is what's true. Mm. And it, no, that's it, good, and it yeah. helped me. Um, yeah. And we all need that. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, Which is a good segue to point four, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but let me do others. a little bit more about point three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is what Jesus spent the majority of his time doing, spending time with people. Um, programs can stifle real fellowship and ministry mm-hmm. because we get so bogged down and distracted by what we're doing and forget why we're actually doing it. The bottom line is that people are more important than programs. Yeah. 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 Um, Jesus died for people, not for programs, not for events, not for services, for his church, the church are his people, yeah. not the ministries those people are involved mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with fellowship, ask God to help you um, confess um, why you're not doing it. And, uh, and then just, Ask a brother or sister in Christ, can we meet? Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> if you're a male, yeah. probably probably a brother, you know. Yeah. If you're a female, probably a sister. I mean, I mean, do what you want, like, but, you know, <laughs> there might be ulterior motives attached there. Um, <laughs> I, I just need prayer. Uh, I'm just looking for some. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, well played. Uh, so, yeah, number four is the gathering, right? Yeah. Um, so, so we got reading, scripture, fellowship, and then the actual gathering, the, mm-hmm. the corporate gathering of brothers and sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. which is just wonderful. Um, we don't go to church and we don't do church. We gather as the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. The call to gather as the assembly is not a call to come and be faithful attenders of a meeting. We're not here to put on a show or a performance. And the moment we think like that is the moment we lose sight of what it's all about, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, 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 and- you, you'll you'll get to this in a minute. I'm I'm stealing your thunder. I'm Go sorry. for it, steal away. But it's just it's just what you were saying a minute ago about um in terms of fellowship, being with someone another, and someone just telling you what you know is true. There's something very powerful and tangible about being in an actual gathering mm. of the church mm. and hearing mm-hmm. multiple voices sing how faithful and how good. Yeah. God is, yeah, and how holy God is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that does something for me because yeah. I'm like, I need you to tell me that. I need to be told this. Yeah, yeah. the singing. Of course, is, we're singing it to God, but we're singing it to each other. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what Colossians says. Or uh, yeah, Colossians and Ephesians singing to one another. Mm. <laughs> I don't, Matt. You're beautiful. I'm like God <laughs> is beautiful, Matt. You know. Yeah. Um, and and so I'm singing to you as I'm singing to God as well. So uh, sorry for the singing there. It should have been you. Uh, so we're called to gather together to encourage and be encouraged mm. to consider the faithfulness of Christ and then to respond by joyfully remaining faithful to Christ in every aspect of our lives by his mm. grace. So the focus of our gathering should be to point each other to the glory and grace of God, who we are in light of that, 
and how to live that out in our lives by his grace. That's yeah, that, the that's, point of gathering. Drop the mic. That's beautiful right there. Point one out is the glory and grace of God. Yeah. T- tell, tell me, in, in all in all of my theology, um, is, is there anything more that I need to be aware of than the glory and grace of God? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so the time before the gathering officially begins is time to be with your brothers and sisters, not just sit and waiting. It's not just, let's get away. Got to wait for the service to start. Talk to people, mingle, pray, mm-hmm. encourage, um, talk, uh, share your needs, listen to the needs of others. Um, when, you know, when one of us is leading the meeting, we pray for each other because the leading of the meeting itself is like important because we're trying to point people mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. The singing, the praying, the preaching, the giving, the baptism, the table, the time after the gathering officially ends, all of this should be pointing to the surpassing beauty of Jesus and the un- incomprehensible love he has for us, the rich and secure identity we have in him, the indescribable glories that are ahead of us with him, and in how to live out all these amazing truths and obedience to him by his grace. That's why we gather. So when someone's praying, don't tune out. Pray along with them, you know, mm-hmm. pray, mm-hmm. pray what they're praying. Amen. What they're saying, add little prayers to what's being prayed. I, I remember Sege praying the other week, just before you were leading the meeting, Sege was praying. I was nearly in tears just listening mm-hmm. to Sege, thanking God for the gospel. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was being ministered to as he was praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're singing the hymns, don't just go through the motions, but let the words fill your mind and heart. Mm-hmm. And, and you, like you said, we're declaring these wonderful truths about God to God, but also to yourself, make a melody in your heart. And to your brothers and sisters, you're yeah. singing to your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. these truths. Um, mm. When someone's reading the Bible, so you know we have big portions of reading sometimes at, at church. Hear what's being said about God. Listen to what's being said about Christ. Let it speak to you, minister to you. Mm. When when someone's preaching, listen for what God is wanting to say to His people through the reading and proclamation of the Word. Before the meeting and after the meeting, talk with your church family. Ask how you can be praying. Share how they can be praying for you. You know, don't just rush out, like, oh, time to go, lunch is on. Uh, share how someone's prayer helped you. You know, you can talk to someone afterwards, like, man, Seke's prayer was a blessing, or, oh, man, that reading today in the Psalms really blessed me, or, oh, man, that hymn really spoke to me, or that point in the message really ministered to me today. So, yeah, like, let it let it minister to you, and then use it to minister to your brothers and sisters. Positive affirmation is, is a powerful tool in the hand of a, of, of a godly person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just telling someone, like you said, you've been an encouragement to me. Yeah. That's that's going to cause me to want to look for opportunities to do that again yeah. if I know I've helped yeah. you. Not not for the praise, for the sake yeah. of praise, but just, because man, I know I've helped you. Yeah, and which is such a beautiful thing to know. I, I want to keep helping people then. Yeah. The breaking of bread, let it let its meaning speak to your heart. Let it imagine let it help you imagine the suffering and death of Jesus, mm. God in the flesh for you. Let it point to God's holiness and his love to your sinfulness and your salvation and give thanks and pray and even weep. And I love that at the breaking of bread at Blurton, like usually there's just emotion. <laughs> usually there's usually there's uh, broken voices and a mm. few tears being shed. Whoever's doing the table, mm. um, and it's not fake. It's just like this means something to us. Yes. So before they come, before someone comes on a Sunday or during the midweek, ask God to help you. You know, God mm. help me to make this real. Help me to really believe what I'm doing today. Help me to make this meaningful to to me and to my brothers and sisters. Help me to come not just to be blessed and serve, but to bless and serve today. Mm. Um, even if you're not doing anything at the front, there's still so much involved in mm. just being there, <laughs> yeah. talking to people. Yeah, that's beautiful. So uh, that's the four practical suggestions. They're simply ways to help you root your faith and hope into the rich soil of God's glory and grace. 
because what they're doing is essentially helping you to focus more on the glory and grace of God and who you are in light of that. Um, none of these things, as we said, make you make God love you more. Rather, through doing these things, we grow in our understanding of how loved we are. And then filled with that knowledge, according to Ephesians 3, we are then filled with God. Mm. And we, we live lives that uh, please him because he's filling us. Um, we are dependent, we're needy, but we're filled with gratitude and praise. And God is pleased to work. So that's how to root. Very good. Love it. Thank you for listening to the Body Bishops podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at baldybishops at gmail.com. And we don't have social media. So you can get hold of us on the Blurton Baptist Facebook or Instagram. Let's go get an O-cake. <laughs>